Welcome to Chuck and Aardvark versus the Galaxy. I'm Chuck. I'm Aardvark. And somewhere out there, if there truly is an infinite galaxy, is a alternative universe where the Fifel Goes West world is the real world and we're the movie. Imagine that. <laughs> somewhere out there. Inside the multiverse, <laughs> we are just TV peeps, and our shows are worse. You what? can you can really tell when those catchphrases are truly improvised. Yeah, sometimes you're like, oh, you know that that seems pretty smart. That seems suspiciously pre-planned, and then sometimes you're like, ah, ah okay. Oh, so it's worse when it's improv. <laughs> We had the meetup. We we had the May 17th meetup. Oh my god, what a turnout. There were, I can't even describe the number of people there were. It was just, just think of a lot. The cell phones out, taking selfies, like, here I am, going to the Chuck and Aardvark meetup at Central Parking Lot in the Louisiana Swamp. Oh yeah, you guys were all over social media, you were tweeting. It was a little um, humbling, actually, to realize that our message has been influencing you guys as much as it has. Um, I think every fan we had, every true fan we had was there. I mean, there must have been, I'm just going to say it, billions. <laughs> billions of people. <laughs> I think there must have been billions of people there. You know how they say you can pack the entire world into like, a, like the size of Rhode Island if you're cranked enough? Right, and if we all jumped, it would uh, disrupt the rotation of the Earth. Yeah, we tried that. Yeah. And it did. What you were saying about, like, only our true fans were there, I obviously want to acknowledge that maybe not everybody was among the privileged billions who were able to afford uh, a ticket to Louisiana or were able to afford enough underpants to pay the ferryman. That's true. I think I did hear that there were a lot of people who flew across and then were stuck on the other side of the swamp the whole time. Well, yeah, I heard that a lot of people showed up, just happened not to have worn underwear that day, and that was... That was the end of that for them. Yeah. And I mean, there is no, if you, if you don't pay the ferryman what the ferryman wants. The ferryman ain't gonna ferry, man. Oh, I mean, it, and if you are just tuning in, um, boy, how do we explain this? Uh, hello. Hello. I am an orphan whose mother is a zombie ghost and Ari is a trust fund baby whose father is a shoe baron with an army of robots and... Last Friday, we had a meeting of all the fearless denizens of the galaxy, a.k.a. the dedicated listeners to our podcast. A.k.a. the den boys and women and other. Yeah, we were, we're trying to come up with like a really like a like a really catchy hashtag that's also inclusive. And so den, far, so far, people. so far, it's been mutually exclusive. <laughs> it's it's either been catchy, but extremely exclusive. Or inclusive, but clumsy. So, yeah, uh, um, everyone arrived. We had a chance to kind of go around, introduce ourselves. It took a while to do that because it was a lot of people. Uh, we played some name memorizing games where we tried to all go around. And then, like, each time someone added their name and we tried to remember. Um, that was the first day of the meeting was, was that name game. And then it was Saturday. And that was, like, the big day. We were all there for that. We gathered in a circle. We had some sacrifices mm -hmm. of, you know, our... But, uh, well, we had sacred lambs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you guys might think that sounds kind of brutal, but they, they, these were not happy lambs. They were, <laughs> they volunteered. Actually, these lambs were uh, like 
oh, what's the word? Like like mortally, chronically ill and had no quality of life. And so they'd actually voluntarily enlisted in a lamb euthanasia program. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> which I 100% support. Um, and now let me explain. And, and oh, sorry, go let for it. Let me explain. You might be wondering why. Why would, you sac- why would you have sacrifices? And there's one very important reason, my friends. We had to have the sacrifice to appease him. Yeah. Charlie and I had just left the hotel. You know, Tully's mother's skull was with us as, as he's been carrying it around everywhere. My cat was there. You know, we just kind of started setting up just lawn chairs. Uh, Nolan, my gorilla, who's been with us the whole time. Oh, yeah, he's been here. I mean, I, I didn't think it was worth mentioning. It was obvious. It's, yeah. You can hear him in the background constantly. really messes our recording up. Every time you hear, like, a weird noise. Heretofore, all technical difficulties, malfunctions, or recording issues are probably Nolan's fault. It was actually a major cause of the delay last week uh, when we had an episode air on Friday. That was because he through the computer and destroyed all your work. Right. Well, it's just that Nolan thinks that he's, like, really, really smart. And, like, he's pretty smart. He had this dream concept, and it was this, like, these dreams within a dream. And I was like, that is pretty cool, but, Nolan, you're not quite as smart as you think you are. You're a gorilla. Yeah. Simplify. Yeah. Simplify. You're, you're, you're a gorilla. Be a gorilla. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be an auteur. Go back to this, you know, go back to following. Like, freaking Curious George you know, didn't try to write a symphony. <laughs> oh, he did. It, it, it was terribly. No one, no one knows about it, but you know, it, it does exist. If you, go, if you look hard enough on the internet, you'll find it. Unlike Yellow hat and C minor. <laughs> you'll find that on Live Leak. <laughs> it's not allowed on any other sites. Um, but yeah, so we set up the... We were but yes, our, please continue explaining to the listeners uh, who this he is that you're talking about. Yeah. Not me. I don't, you don't have to explain to me because I obviously know exactly what you're talking about. This huge bombshell that you're just dropping. Charlie and I believe that there is a man, um, an actual physical man, uh, who controls the weather, the weatherman. Yes, that is right. That's the bombshell that we've been waiting to drop uh, for our very special May 17th dissection episode is that we have we have found the weatherman the weatherman the weatherman the capital w weatherman yes capital t capital w and i mean the t in weather (laughs) (laughs) um sensible chuckle (laughs) that's that was that was my high school nickname (laughs) i was always uh reading aristotle Walking around with my Aristotle, so well, and me, Aristotle. I was, you know, yeah, I was walking around with Aristotle, <laughs> which is your nickname. My nickname. We were always together. But anyway, we yes, we were preparing for the meetup, and a, and a man appeared. Yes, a uh, white guy, shiny white teeth, maybe in his like he was like in his thirties or forties, but he had an ancient air about him. He felt like he'd been around a long time, but he also had a very well, yeah. Well, yeah, he, energy. Well, he did have, there was an old man standing next to him, and he said, this is my heir. When I die, I'm going to pass it on to, to, to this man. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I feel like, I feel like, you know, maybe, maybe this is my fault, but I feel like this is very confusing. So why don't you kind of clarify kind of what, what we're trying to say here. Right. So what we're trying to say is that there was a man, a middle-aged man in a rumpled suit showed up. 
There was a tall, older gentleman standing behind him. He said, the, uh, the rumpled man said, I am the weatherman, and this is my ancient heir. I will leave everything to him when I die. And he is very old. Then he clapped his hands and lightning shot across the sky. And we said, oh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we saw this guy. We saw the sky. We saw the sky. We saw this guy, and we saw the sky. And when he clapped, so did the sky. And uh, so we asked him for an explanation. I said, what do you mean you're the weatherman? And he said, you'll have to find out. And he disappeared. And sure enough, day one, it was raining when everyone arrived. And we had our name call. Yeah, we are sorry to everybody out there who had to stand in the rain and try to remember like 8 billion different (laughs) names. That probably wasn't hours when we promised that this was going to be like a great event. It probably wasn't what you had in mind. I think what was really sad was that I think I felt really bad about it was that, you know, your restaurant was there. And for anyone who doesn't know, Charlie owns a restaurant, a Mediterranean place called uh, I Rant More. I Rant More. And, uh, you know, it's it's not so much a restaurant as it is like a food truck. So Charlie and I were inside serving food and we were perfectly dry. So we feel really bad about that. Uh, I we couldn't we got you know I mean, it couldn't be helped. But then I, I said, Charlie, maybe that guy, may, maybe he was here as a message, as a warning for what was to come. I think that it's possible that he caused the rain. Even well, yeah, of course, I think he caused it, but I think he wanted us to know ahead of time where that it was coming. Right, 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 right. So we quickly got on the same page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at that point, we were uh, <laughs> we were we were there. We were together. Yeah, we were on the same page. So I guess this is kind of where we left off. We sacrificed a goat just to, just to try it, and the rain stopped. Yeah, one goat. We one sacrificed goat. one goat. The rest of them were lambs, but there was one goat that we sacrificed, and he was not sick. I was so high on the power of all the sheep that I'd killed that... I mean, you still have all their skulls, right? It's all... Yeah, I've collected all of the sheep skulls. Um, and the goat skull. Um, I, I call myself uh, Shepherd Kevorkian. Yeah, so so anyway, this weird dude probably caused the the rain to fall on our event, and he was t- clearly targeting us. And then he created a uh, he created an earthquake that we thought was us jumping up and down, but it probably wasn't. So we sacrificed the lambs and the goat, and the rain stopped, and we celebrated. Saturday was mostly just you know, cavorking. Is that a word? Cavorking. Cavorking. That's what I was doing when I was sacrificing the lambs. It was a good day. We had uh, we had snacks. We talked about theories. You know, Denison's brought us some of their theories, but we can't talk about them, you know, because I'd be like, we can get sued for that. That's your intellectual property, and we could get sued. And you are not going to trick us into a lawsuit. Oh, they tried. I, you some of, sneaky little Denison showed up trying to trick us. Some of you were lawyers, I know. Some of you were lawyers. I could smell a lawyer. We, can, we, could, we could smell you. I mean, you smelled could. like, you, you smelled smelled like, like dirty swap water. You smelled like dirt, you smelled like old books and desperation. <laughs> We can always smell a lawyer. You smelled like you smelled like compromise of your original values. In the name of the almighty dollar. <laughs> you smelled like corporatized hats. I mean, we I mean, we love your support. Yeah, thank you. You're probably the 99% of our financial support on this podcast. So thank you. Uh, don't leave, please. So the rain stopped. That's nothing compared to what he did to us on the third day. Day three. The tornado hit. Yeah. It w- no, it wasn't the wind tornado, like in The Wizard of Oz, with like the witch flying through it. Charlie, tell them what it was. It was a swamp tornado. A swamp tornado. I don't think, have any of you ever experienced a swamp tornado? Well, all of you did, who were there. Yeah, uh, 
some denizens lost their lives. The, the swamp water started to rise and spin and writhe around us. And th- let me be clear, guys. We're still in the swamp, Charlie and I. Uh, most of the denizens have left. Yeah, they- we're, we're recording this from the wreckage of, of our meeting. So if we sounded up top like we were super happy and thrilled with how the meeting went, let me tell you, we were, we are, we are in, we, we were traumatized. We have PTSD. I, it I was think, ruined. Our whole event was ruined. Yeah, the actual event was great, and then in came the in came well, Weatherman. So as you can imagine, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, Saturday afternoon was great. And I, so basically, guys, um, we're upset about this. And yeah, we, and we're sorry. Like what? That's what? That's what really what this episode is about. Is it, it's an apology it's an episode. Apology. We're so sorry that we invited all of you out to the Louisiana swamp. You had to give up your underpants in order to cross. We stand made, in the rain. We made 15 stand hours. in the rain and play an insane, impossible memorization game while we stood in the dry eating falafel of of my restaurant eating falafel. Then we we slaughtered a brutally slaughtered a bunch of animals in front of you. Then, as when the rain stopped, we walked around listening to your theories and then telling you that you're not going to goddamn sue us and like meeting you with nothing but aggression and distrust. And then a giant tornado killed like a hundred of you. I think we angered the weatherman. Yeah, I think what made him so. I I have a theory about what made him so angry. Actually, what is that? I said no theories, but you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> One single theory to rule them all. One to bind them. <laughs> Bring them all and in darkness find them? <laughs> I can't see you. It's dark. <laughs> Marco! <laughs> Frodo! <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. Why don't you tell me what you were going to say earlier? Right. So I have a theory about why the weatherman was so angry. Why? You know how when we were crossing the swamp uh, to the parking lot, you uh, looked up at the sky and you said, oh, I see like a gray cloud. And then uh, I pulled out my phone. And, uh, of course, uh, I can't access any apps on my phone without you putting in your password because of the child lock. Yeah. So I gave it to you. You inputted the password. You gave it back to me. And uh, um, the phone was locked and the password was sure, apparently. So you're going to have to change that. I saw that. No, I change it every day. Which, that's dumb, by the way. It's dumb that that's the password. Like, why was that in my mind? Anyway, so I opened the the (laughs) freaking app. And I uh, looked at the weather, and it was a 10% chance of rain. And so I turned to you confidently, and I gave you a cocky little smile, and I said, there's no way it's going to rain, Ari. I said, even if it does rain, it's going to be like a drizzle, because it's not, you know, there's no, it doesn't even say thunderstorms, this is like rain. Yeah, and I was like, and I was like, and this, this is immutable. Man has dominated nature, Ari, is what I said to you. You know, we are we are the gods now. We are unsinkable, we said, as we got aboard our Mediterranean restaurant and waited for our denizens to arrive. And I started to cackle, and you were like, I see, that's why I don't give you any screen time, and you took the phone back from me. So anyway, that's what I think happened. I think it was hubris. I think the weatherman, the man who controls the weather, heard us just smugly declaring that we knew it was going to happen, and so he showed up to basically be like, 
y'all don't know. I mean, it was raining on our uh, meeting day. You know, it's like, it's, isn't it ironic? I just looked this up. And weather forecasting has been around formally since like the 19th century. So, so presumably this guy is from that time. Now, here's a question. Do the weather forecasters know about this guy? And I can only imagine the answer is yes. Like, why else would they get into the field but to do battle with the weatherman? Yeah, once again, it's like, you know, one of the seven classic stories, man versus nature, right? We're literally, basically, meteorologists have unified to try to conquer this, uh, I'm going to say demigod. People have been trying to predict the weather for millennia. It's been forever. Just only recently, in the last like, you know, 200 years or so, have we begun to actually make a science out of it and be like, you know what? No, we can control the weatherman. You know what he smelled like to me? What did he smell like to you? He smelled like... He smelled like a lawyer. He smelled like a lawyer. He smelled like desperation and, and corrupted values. Yeah, I think he went into weathermanning for maybe noble reasons. Maybe all the heirs do. Maybe every time they pass it on, it's like, you know, the young Spucky, or in this case, old and Spucky, like, uh... And why is his heir so old? I can only assume that the reason his heir is so old, it's kind of like uh, a Queen Elizabeth situation. Ah, the we're, Prince Charles deal. He's we're waiting like, for his turn, but he just won't get it. He won't get it. Like, this guy, this current weatherman, just won't give up his place maybe he's it's hubris he's guilty of hubris just as we are maybe when you become the weatherman you don't age during that period of time because he was weatherman for a long time young boy comes up and says like i'm i'm next i'm excited teach me what to do and he says yeah i'm gonna teach you kid but then he does something changed in him well what it was was that he uh he was from the uh oh god which century was it the 19th century yeah and so he he's literally the weatherman who uh who became the weatherman just when weather forecasting came around. And so unlike every other weatherman, you know, he's the weatherman who started to see humans building their little uh tower of of Babel. And I think that's what's crazy here is that in some ways the weatherman's not wrong. I mean, look at climate change. Look what we've done to the planet. We are screwing with the weather in crazy ways. Maybe part of that is that he's lashing out at us for what we've done to the planet. You know what's crazy about that? I can only think of I can think I can only think of one person who has managed to uh articulate th- that exact paradigm in the most perfect uh you know in the most essential artistic way. M Night Shyamalan in his movie The Happening, right? Isn't that about how what, what nature, is happening? What is happening and what is happening is that nature is fighting back, right? I haven't seen it, but I'm I remember that that's what it's about. I mean, I think all of Matt Shyamalan's movies are um, port are portentous, not pretentious. <laughs> they are portents, portentous. He's such a portentous <laughs> filmmaker, don't you think? <laughs> when you look at this man, the first thing you think of. I don't want to go too far into last week, but I will say last week we talked about alien invasions and Matt Shyamalan also made signs. I'm starting to think that M. Night Shyamalan is coming up with our theories before we are. M. Night Shyamalan is, is a better Chuck and Aardvark than Chuck and Aardvark. What else? What else? What else has he done? Um, ghosts? Oh my gosh. Which one? The, the ghost, ghost realm. Sixth sense. sense. The ghost realm? Every episode of our podcast corresponds with an M. Night Shyamalan movie? A total disaster like Colonel Blue? That would be... Uh, 
Avatar The Last Airbender. Avatar The Last Airbender was Colonel Blue. Our, our, what we thought was going to be a commercial success, but it was a flop. We lost half our listeners. Yeah, we actually originally had, we actually had 14 billion listeners. <laughs> um, gosh, what else? What else has he done? Lady in the Water? Yeah, Lady in the Water. That was, uh... What was that one? About like a mermaid? A mermaid. We haven't done mermaids. Maybe we have. Maybe Lady in the Water is, is one we haven't done yet. Maybe one day we're going to do a theory, and he's predicted it. So if you want to know one of our future episodes before we do, go watch Lady in the Water. Go rent it out at your local Redbox. Yeah, I don't think it's in there anymore. Go well, 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 isn't Redbox online now? But it's called RedTube. Oh yeah, RedTube. Everyone knew. Yeah, so just go go type in Lady in the Water in RedTube, and you will find <laughs> incredible <laughs> prescient results. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, that's what we're going to be doing pretty soon. Whatever so. that is, that's whatever us. that is, that's us. We- um, uh, in 650 BC, the Babylonians predicted the weather with cloud patterns and astrology. It's been a while. I feel like I feel like astrology needs to make a comeback. I feel like they had it better than we do. By the way, if uh, if you want astrology to make a comeback, there's a great podcast out there called Zodiac Bitches yeah, go, that I've been listening to. Go check it out. It's fantastic. They're fantastic. And uh, they're better at this than we are. They're better at this than we are. Their podcast is better. It's more popular. It deserves to be more popular. Somehow it's more popular than our 7 billion viewers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just figured I'd just throw that in there since we're talking about it. That was a good segue. Thank you. We're really good at this. Well... They're good at this. We're okay at this. It was not until the invention of the electric telegraph in 1835 that the modern age of weather forecasting began. I would argue the mid-1800s was also when the hubris of man began to really take hold in a technological sense, you know? Oh, yeah. The Industrial Revolution, like, way amped up our collective arrogance as a species. See, I think that what happened was, I think the weather men and women of the past that have ruled for, I guess, since time immemorial— have probably had a really kind of charming relationship with people. Like, ah, oh, look at them looking up at the stars, looking at the clouds. And then in the 1800s, like, we got mean. We were like, we've invented machines. Oh, our machines are making the weather different? Well, we're not only going to do it by accident. We're going to purposely change the weather. We're going to just mess with your job. Yeah, it's true. It used to be, I feel like the weather was the province of the nerds and the spiritualists. And then in the Industrial Revolution, it became the province of the bullies and the capitalists. Yeah, we have corporatized weather. It goes back to what we've talked about many times on our podcast, which is that this corporatizing of the world is causing problems. And the fallout is immense. And one of the pieces of fallout is that this weatherman refuses to leave. He's angry. He feels like he has not gotten his shot because his shot was screwed over because as soon as he came in, the Industrial Revolution screwed everything over for him. All the fun's been lost. I think he hates humans. Yeah, I think he does too. And I think that we need to find a way to restore some balance between the demigod and our species. Like, what do we do? That's the question I have. What do we do? The weatherman is angry at us, and I think the only solution is to, you know, appease him. Well, and, and apparently sacrificing goats is not the solution, I, I learned. And, I mean, you know how they uh, always say that uh, the sky is the limit? I think what they meant to say is that this guy is the limit. This guy is the limit. You remember when, when we were getting mixed up between this guy and the sky before? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it's an easy mistake to make. So I think what they're trying to say to us there, is this guy's the limit. He's, at the end of the day, he's in charge. Yeah, he he tells us what to do. And, you know, 
gotta gotta be humble. Gotta be humble. This guy's the limit. We're not the limit. Yeah, this he, guy is. If you if you want this old man who's been waiting his turn, who seems like a really charming guy, I want him. He's old, but like Prince Charles, there seems to be some spark of life left in there. And oh, yeah, he seemed like a great dude. I mean, he he actually stayed behind and hung out with us. Yeah, he he's a fan actually. Apparently, uh, so yeah, bought a ton of merch actually. Actually. All the merch, really. We didn't have any else. Yeah, all of our merchandise was underwear. <laughs> it, it was underwear and it cost underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically what we're trying to say is, let's get that guy. And I think the only way to do that is to... Is to uh, vote. Is to vote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know when this election is or how it happens, but if you get the opportunity to vote... God damn vote, people. Vote for this. Vote Vote for old white man 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this old white guy is the only hope <laughs> for the future of oh, our civilization. No. <laughs> um, that's, oh. Let's focus on the basics. We are out here in the galaxy. We are truth seekers. We are... We're, we're essentially... Carl Sagan. I mean, if you've ever seen Carl Sagan, but that guy knows what's going on. I think we're. I think we can. We can really uh, describe ourselves as very similar to him. Yeah. Like, no. I think we definitely of, deserve. Of, we uh, deserve the mantle to take on the mantle, the the legacy that Carl Sagan. We're again. Theme of this episode is we're so sorry for the disaster that our meeting was. Thank you for your continued support. So uh, there's one last thing I want to say. Oh, there, there's a, there's one, one other thing I, I want to say, and I think it's probably more important than what you have to say. Oh, it always is. Okay. Um, Carl Sagan. Who? Sagan? That's right. What? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, this whole podcast was a waste of my time. Like how I have feel at the end of a Christopher Nolan movie, You're but not M Night Shyamalan. I wanted to end by just mentioning something that I thought was important. I discovered something while I was here, and I don't know what it means, but I wanted to. I want to mention it. I found. I found a pair of glasses in the wreckage of the Target, and they're mine. But they're like cracked and old, and it's like something terrible happened to them. And I know they're the same ones as mine because I put my initials on the inside of my glasses, like you know, like you do. So if you lose them, someone knows it's yours. These are my glasses. And, I just I can't even and imagine. One of, and one of your fingers. One of your fingers was in there. Well, yeah. I mean, I did lose a finger. That's not a mystery. Sorry. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I only have nine fingers. Oh yeah, that was a long time ago. I forgot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. So, so uh, feel- we'll uh, we'll put a pin in that until we can figure out what what the heck that means. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're sorry, and uh, the sun's setting now on the swamp. It's a beautiful, swampy night. And I just wanted to say to all you listeners out there, keep your eyes sharp and your ears clear, and the galaxy will whisper to you. <sighs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>